from 87 Lafayette. It's Coronapod. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Adam. You know, Adam, I feel like, I don't know, how do you feel about the intro to this show? I'm not, I'm not convinced. Uh, I think Ween is a strong choice. Um, I think it is maybe slightly too gendered for 2020, but... We are two boys making a podcast. It's kind of a club. But the thing is... A boys club. It's a banger. Boys Club is definitely a banger, and we need more bangers in mm. these kind of days. Well, you know, it is pretty, it's pretty catchy. Sure is. I don't know, though. Someone the other day said that we did have faces made for podcasting, which is kind of offensive, but it, it did make me think that we could take inspiration from some of our radio forefathers to other guys who made a podcast, and their intro went a little bit like this. But I don't know. Maybe we're not quite at the clicking clock level yet. But no. maybe we'll get there. No, I don't think so. I, I will say that that intro brings back countless, countless happy memories. Driving in the car, Saturday morning. That that may be you as a city boy that was mm. definitely a sitting around the kitchen table having breakfast, listening to click and clack, and not really understanding anything about cars, car repair, but I would understand the answer to last week's puzzler. <laughs> I never got the puzzler. I think that speaks to why, uh, why you went to a much better college than I did. But, you know, speaking of people from Boston, actually, I was thinking of a guy from Boston today. You know who's from Boston? Bill de Blasio. Our mayor of the fair city of New York. The fairest city in New York. The fairest. And you know what Bill de Blasio likes to do, turns out, in the middle of a global pandemic? Uh, I think I know where this is going, and it involves (laughs) staying inside, correct? He did stay. Well, I guess he had to go outside a little bit from Gracie Mansion. To his SUV. To the FDR Drive. Across the bridge. <laughs> to Park Slope, where Bill de Blasio at Walk 11... out of the SUV. Into the, the Park YMCA. Slope. YMCA. Today, 11 a.m., in the midst of a global <laughs> pandemic, New York City, probably the second locus after Seattle of this coronavirus I think we actually, there are more, maybe not in New York City, but there are more cases in New York State than there are in Washington State now. So, Bill de Blasio... Finally, finally is convinced that he has to shut down the schools. Not really a great plan in place for shutting down the schools. And while his aides and the countless civil servants that serve this great city are scrambling to keep our city functioning, he is sitting on a stationary bike (laughs) in Park Slope. But, you know, he was careful to wipe it down. He was careful. So, you know, I feel I feel good. I feel good. I I am. I feel so bad for his press secretary, for the aides who have to defend this absolutely unconscionable activity. The Park Slope YMCA is going to be open from 5 a.m. today until, well, it actually closed an hour and a half ago for good. Um, and he, he couldn't go at 5 a.m. before everyone woke up. No, he had to go smack dab in the, the middle, middle of the day, day. It is, instead of doing his job. Uh, I was thinking about a, uh, another movie where the uh, the mayor plays a big role in a public mm. health emergency. What's, what's this movie, Adam? This movie is... I think I know where we're going. This movie is Jaws. Mmm. And, and I think... So, in Jaws, for those of you who have never seen this movie, 
There is a lovely island. It is a summer resort island. It is a tourism island. That is their mm. economy. Similar to New York. You know, New York, everything needs to be open. Manhattan but for, for Amity Island, it's the beaches, right? And the, the big question for the mayor is, should we close the beaches? And fast forward, he does not close the beaches quite fast enough, and there is loss of human and dog life resulting from this. And uh, <laughs> we're just thinking, if Bill de Blasio was the mayor of Amity Island... Oh, the beaches would be wide open, and he would be swimming at the beach. He would be swimming, and he, he would probably get eaten by the shark, and Amity Island would potentially be better off. Ooh, that is harsh. That is really harsh. I mean, I... Well, you, you know, you're a longtime New Yorker. You've lived with him for a long time. And it is incredible how little he has gotten done. And what's the saddest part is this is all going to end and we are going to be stuck with him. Thank God he's term limited, but we are going to be stuck with the lamest of lame duck <laughs> mayors of all time. You know, I, I do wonder, I don't feel like de Blasio is the man I want in a crisis. No. Andrew Cuomo really stepping up to do the plate, but Bill de Blasio has, he has whiffed on every single thing. <laughs> what, what would you have had de Blasio do differently? Uh, I think he really could have used this crisis to move forward a lot of different policies. He could have said, okay, here are all the things that are not going well. I can expand bike lanes. If I'm not going to shut everything down and I'm still encouraging people to go to work, then let's have better bike lanes so people can bike to work. Now that I'm saying that uh, we're still allowing delivery, I can tell the NYPD to decriminalize the confiscation of e-bikes that are used by delivery workers. Mm. There are so many things that I could do instead of sitting on my butt and tweeting. Um, and going to the gym. Yeah, I, I think he really... <laughs> He got pushed by his aides to do everything that he's done right in this crisis. Not once have I thought, oh, this was Bill de Blasio making the decision. It was, oh, and the New York Times reported this today. It was his aides all threatened to quit if he didn't do what the right thing to do is. <laughs> and you know, his aides, even some of his former aides, and I think some of his current advisors have been giving him a really hard time on Twitter. You don't want to be the mayor's press secretary right now. No, and, I, and, and it's not their fault. You know what I mean? I think the, the civil servants who we have working, the aides who we have working for the city are doing a fantastic job, and they are being shackled by incompetent leadership. You know, I get the need to exercise. We talked about this on our, on our show yesterday. You know, I am an endurance exercise fanatic. I need it. I'm in a bad mood if I don't get it. I get that Bill de Blasio needs to exercise, but if I'm responsible for a city of 8 million people, spending two hours in the middle of the day from like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the gym just to get one last little workout in before we all hunker down doesn't seem like a great idea. No. Absolutely not. What, what is a good idea, though? It's starting a podcast. Great idea. And, you know, thank you very much, everyone who listened to us yesterday. And uh, a couple of you sent us a tweet from Nicola Coughlin who is an actress on Dairy Girls, which I've heard is fabulous. And if you are looking for something to binge while you are cooped up inside, mm. I have not seen it, but I have it on good authority that it is fantastic. What is the premise of this show? I believe it's about a bunch of high schoolers in Derry. Um, 
we will get back to you more. Maybe we'll watch an episode after recording this. And <laughs> Maybe we'll watch an episode and just stream our reactions live. Um, but anyway, this tweet is, quote, I know this time of self-isolation is hard and scary for people, but however bad you are feeling, please, please don't consider starting your own podcast. Straight men under the age of 35 are particularly vulnerable to this, and we all need to be vigilant of the dangers. I believe we have been uh, infected. Yes, we, we have been infected. But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this tweet today because I recognize that uh, there is a lot that is correct in this tweet, but I'm also recognizing my own boredom after only really one day at home. And, you know, I, I really feel like I need a creative outlet, and that's what we're, we're doing here together, Adam. Absolutely. I think she is definitely hitting on the idea that you and I, our, our voices do not need to be amplified, mm -hmm. and we are monopolizing the conversation. Is one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is not that many people are listening to this podcast. <laughs> More than we expected, though. After one day, you might even say that we went viral. Yes, um, in the in the uh, type of viral that we would want COVID nineteen to have instead of the sad reality. But I think you you said it well earlier when you said to say that this is one small corner of the podcasting world is a disservice to corners. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think lots of voices should be heard. If you don't feel like you're getting enough perspectives on this. Do not come to our podcast for that <laughs> nuanced perspective. Come here if you are like, I have time, I'm bored, um, because that's that's what that's how we're treating this podcast as well. So what what would you say to this tweet? Did you respond to the tweet or no? I did not. I did not. But if 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 I had to talk to Nicola right now, I would say that she is absolutely right. Um, she hit the nail on the head. I was extremely vulnerable to this, um, mm -hmm. but I'm really enjoying it, and I think it is important to keep yourself sane, and that a lot of this is going to be mental. We're not going to run out of food. Supply lines aren't going to shut down. It's going to be, can we, as a society, make it through here? Can the relationships we have with each other, you know, can every video chat we do bring us all a little closer and help us stay sane. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious actually to get another perspective on this. So we're actually going to phone in my cousin, Sasha, who, uh, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll have a good opinion on this. Hello. Sa Sasha, welcome to Coronapod. Millions and millions of listeners. We were just talking about how we're going viral, and uh, it's really getting to our egos, and our lives are, are being turned topsy turvy. Is that still, is that still I don't know. Is viral canceled? I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical of the word canceled. I feel like it's a very recent term. Gen X seems to have invented it, and it bit them in the ass. Um, so they they screwed it up. I think we should keep using it. Hey, so Sasha, we want to get your opinion on something. Adam, will you read Sasha this tweet? Sasha, let us know what you think of this. Sure. So we've been talking a lot about this tweet, um, which is about exactly the kind of the... The, the activity. Uh, that the we're circumstance doing right Matt now. and I have put ourselves in. The tweet is... And now you in. I know this time of self-isolation is hard and scary for people, but however bad you are feeling, please, please 
don't consider starting your own podcast. Straight men under the age of 35 are particularly vulnerable to this, and we all need to be vigilant of the dangers. Thoughts? My thoughts on that. with ourselves. It's going to be huge. But I think I, I, I support anything that uh, promotes like happiness at home and sort of the, being like just sort of making the best of the situation. And if that requires it, if that involves making a podcast, why not? Go for it. I think, I think uh, in the immortal words of Cheryl Crow, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Adam, you always know. You always think, know uh, how to say I, the right I think thing. That's, those, are, those are great words to, to live by. Um, but yeah, I think like that, then it's fine, and your 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 friends and family will will enjoy it. And as long as you're not sort of putting stuff on the podcast that's gonna put everybody in a panic, just have fun. It's great. It's, 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 of all the things that you can do in isolation, I don't think it's, it, it, it ranks anywhere close to the worst thing. So let's let's flip that back on you. What have you been doing in isolation to keep yourself sane and keep yourself happy? Um, what have I been doing? So I mostly, to be honest, I've mostly been working. Um, I I actually have a little bit of experience of being at home a lot because so my team is actually in in Portugal, and so when I'm home in New York, I work remote, and so I work from home. And so I have a lot of experience of just being at home all day and basically being in, in, in this isolation. So I'm relatively used to this. Actually, what's, what's harder is that now Josh, my husband and Matt's cousin, is also here. And that's, that's, that's the, the challenge is for us to both be working from home and needing quiet spaces for our calls. Uh, but for the most part, this is actually something I'm used to. Um, in terms outside of work, uh, I've been cooking, um, and um, mostly cooking and, and, and kind of organizing my apartment and doing all those things that you say you're going to do uh, but never have time to do. I was like, okay, I can't leave, so I guess I'm going to really make that pile of stuff to take to Goodwill eventually. So so as someone with experience working with remote teams, something that I've been really trying to figure out how to do is how to keep the team building that kind of bonding stuff alive. So today we did an activity with my team where everyone had three minutes and using whatever they had around the house had to make a 3D model of COVID-19. So we had potatoes with nails, apples with toothpicks, do you have any thoughts or activities? What else can people be doing to try to keep the camaraderie, keep the spirits high as people only see each other through a Zoom, a WebEx, or a, uh, a Google Hangouts? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, so for us, so we have, so we're a small team. Um, for my company, we're 15 of us. And we have, we're, we have these, we're having our hangs. Like today, we had like an all-team meeting where we did our updates. Um, and then we also have a group WhatsApp chat. Uh, 
and we're also very active. So most of it is just like communication. We send each other a lot of links and funny videos and like people talk over the weekend. Like we're in constant communication with each other. We haven't done any activities like like what you just did yet. Um, there's one, I'm still thinking about like one where I'm like, that I proposed to one of my colleagues about everybody coming to an all team meeting with different face paint. Um, but <laughs> I still need to see if people would be up for that. Um, so I don't know. There's, I'm still coming up with ideas. I like the, the I like your, your, uh, your 3d model idea. That's pretty funny. Um, but for us, like the way it's, it's really a lot of, um, our team is mostly engineers, so it's also people who are kind of happy to be at their computers and, um, and just posting a lot of funny memes. Uh, so between what, between like all the communication channels, between WhatsApp and between Slack, uh, we're, we're all pretty, like, pretty communicative, which is good. Mm. Well, glad to hear that you guys are being communicative. It sounds like you're handling things pretty well, Sasha. Trying. You know, it's definitely stressful. It's new for our team to be fully remote. Usually everyone's in the office. We don't have a, a particularly remote culture except for basically me. Um, and um, and so it's, it's something we're all getting used to. We do a lot of, like most of today I was on video calls. We do a lot of video calls with everyone. Um, and and try and have like that FaceTime and also it's just faster to, to be able to be on a call and talk through things, share screens. Um, so, so there's that. And then I think there's also just, if you have a team, because we're small enough that, and the, the, the culture that we've built is, has a pretty relatively similar sense of humor. So we send, there's a lot of joking and camaraderie that goes, that goes along with it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it doable. Everyone's really responsive. Everybody's on time, and people understand. Like we still have a product to build. We still have we still have work that needs to get done, um, which is which is really cool. Like I, I at first I was stressed that this is going to kill productivity, um, but I think people everyone understands. Like this is just we have to do the best that we can do, and there. Like actually, one of the cute things today is that a lot of people, several people on our team have kids. And so when we were doing our, our all hands, um, and like have young kids, and so then uh, the their kids came and said hi while we were on the calls, and so it was really nice to see people's families. And there's mm-hmm. almost something because people are at home and you can see their kids, and, and and they're doing this where you almost feel like a slightly more of a connection because you're you're really entering into someone's into someone's private life like that that we don't usually get to see. Um, and so so it was it was kind of a cool experience there. Mm. Well, Sasha, it sounds like despite the tough circumstances, things are going okay. So, Adam, do you have any more questions for Sasha? Well, Sasha, thanks for being on our podcast today. You're a second, second guest on our podcast, so big honor. Yeah, I'm honored. Congratulations. Anytime. Happy, happy to happy to call in anytime. Keep up the good work and keeping. What was getting the bug and being inspired to do your own bug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, no bugs though, or or viruses in these parts. No, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Talk you so soon. Much. Thanks, Sasha. Bye. Bye. You know, something that Call made me think about is, and I think you and I should should uh, keep talking about this is 
Do you think you are going to video chat and reconnect with more people? You I, know, I think I am. I have seen my college roommates have sent out a bunch of standing Google meetups for people to chat. I think there is the real pen potential here for you to reconnect with people you otherwise don't talk to that often or don't see that often. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm curious to see how this evolves mm -hmm. over the time. So let's, let's keep track of that and, keep, and check in. You know, one thing that you've done that I like too is your, your video chatting, your meetings, your hangouts with people from all over the world. Maybe talk a little bit about some of the places that you're able to video chat from thanks to Zoom video conferencing. Absolutely. So this morning when I hopped on my morning check-in, I was on a R46B train. Um, uh, For those of our listeners who may not be New Yorkers, that is a very specific type of subway car. Exactly, with the, the yellow and orange seats. So I, I was on one of those, and then eventually I made it to Bryant Park. Um, took took the video conference from Brian Park. But it took you a long time because the F was uh, the F was, was the F was a little messed up. Uh, I then moved on and took the video conference from the zoo. I oh, went wow, to Carnegie Hall. Um, we're all over New York today. When the weather got good, I went out onto my yacht, and all of this is possible because my company has switched from WebEx to Zoom <laughs> in the last twenty four hours. And something that Zoom has is you can change your background. So instead of just having your boring apartment wall, you can have whatever photo you want. And I highly recommend you spend some time tomorrow if you are a user of Zoom and download some backgrounds and uh, liven up your uh, video chat lifestyle with some uh, exciting uh, foreign locations. As one of our good friends would say, spice up your fucking life. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, this is Coronapod.